そうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそうそう Anointed himself with olive oil, changed his cloth, and went into the house of the Lord and worshiped. Then he came back to his own house, and when he asked, they set food before him, and he ate. Praise God. So we will be looking at the background story of this, and then we'll begin to pick up. This is one of those scriptures where, when you sometimes, you are just doing a personal Bible studies, and then you know. There is this deep message that the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me that we can, I can practice for myself, of course, and somebody can practice. And um, what is that spiritual attitude that you can practice, you can demonstrate in the midst of difficulties? When you read the whole chapter from the beginning, you will understand. I think from verse 18, when David lost the child, David lost the child that he, uh, he had with the wife of Uriah, right? And uh, when the child died, David's servants were afraid to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, while the child was still alive, uh, we spoke to him and he would, he would not listen to our voices. How can then we tell him the child is dead since he might harm himself? That's what the people consider because when the child was sick, they were not even able to tell David uh, uh, that the child was sick and, and all of that. And uh, he, the way he will behave, like many of us, you know, there's a type of good news, bad news that when we hear, we can behave um, in a way that we are not supposed to behave or in a way that is way beyond um, the expectations of the person telling you because the bad news is hurting you so bad. Praise God. So David was in the midst of severe pain when the child died or even when the child was still alive or the child was sick, right? That's the background story. And, you know, David's pain came from the place of losing someone so dear. Praise God. It is the same, like, you know, as human beings, as long as we have family members and friends, all of us or some of us must have gone through the pain of losing somebody that we dearly love. As long as you are human, you will go through pain. That's one fact that we get to accept. As long as you are a human being, you will go through pain. You will go through difficulties and disappointments that will lead to pain. 
Is there anybody here that can say they have never gone through pain? You have never experienced some form of pain? You could, it could be pain because of a failed relationship. It could be pain because of a failed business. It could be pain because of a failed career. Whatever that you think of, we must have gone through pain. I have gone through pain. And many people have gone through pain. But you know, the difference between people that get to succeed and those who don't succeed are people who understand how to manage or how to behave in the midst of pain. Pain can come as a result of your own mistakes. There are mistakes that you make you with your own self, with your own hands, and they can cause you pain. Pain can come as a result of what other people have done to you. Maybe they gossip about you, they tarnish your image, they, they harm you, they do something, they betray you, they backstab you. You can feel pain from the people that you know. Pain can come as, as, as the natural cause that you cannot explain. What some people like, some people like to call as an act of God. It has happened. There's nothing you can do. You are not the cause, but it has happened. You, you, can, you can experience pain from that dimension. Pain is anything that can cause suffering, anything that can make you to feel unpleasant, anything that can make you go through a negative anguish experience, something that se severely affects your, your physical being or your psychology, affects your heart and your mind. That's what pain is all about. And the experience of pain is different for every person. The kind of pain I go through may not be the same kind of pain that you go through. Praise God. I am sure I am talking to somebody right now who is going through some form of pain right now in their heart. You're going through some, some serious form of pain, either from your own mistakes, either from what people have done to you, or either from a natural cause that you cannot explain. You cannot, you don't know how it happened, but you are just going through this severe pain in your heart. And many a times you feel as if the wall will come crashing upon you. You feel as if your own world is coming to an end. The pain is crushing you day after day. Nights you cannot sleep. When others are sleeping, you are up. The pain has taken sleep away from you. People are smiling around you. You find it difficult to smile because the pain has taken your joy away. People are going out. You are stuck in a room because pain has taken your excitement away of, of mingling around people. We all have gone through pain. But pain can be dangerous. 
if you don't know how you can spiritually deal with pain, if you don't know the kind of attitude, the kind of spiritual attitude that you can demonstrate in the midst of pain. Pain can be dangerous if you don't know how to act. And my prayer is that this ministration and this teaching will help somebody to leave from that place of pain and come to that state where God expects them to be. Because one thing about God is he does not want you to dwell in the midst of pain. God does not desire you to dwell in the midst of pain. And I want you to know something about pain. Pain cannot on its own destroy or kill someone without the person's permission. Pain cannot kill you. Disappointment cannot kill you. Difficulties cannot kill you without your permission. When someone gives up on life because of pain, it was the person's decision to give up on life. Pain was under the cause. But the final decision to give up on life, it is always your decision as a person. Praise God. When someone decides to, let's say, commit suicide, because of the pain they are going through, because of the disappointment and the challenges they are going through. It was that person's decision to commit suicide. The pain was only the cause. The pain was not the nail on the coffin. The pain was the cause. But because some people do not know how to act or behave or the kind of spiritual attitude to exhibit in the midst of pain, the pain now gets to control them to that place where they can give up on life or where they can even take their own life by committing suicide. May you not give pain the chance to steal life away from you. May you not give pain the chance to steal a beautiful future away from you. If you are listening to me right now and you're going through some form of pain, may you receive some form of healing, some form of peace and calmness in your life and begin to rebuild a beautiful life in the name of Jesus. But it, it, it takes light. It requires knowledge. It requires revelation for you to know how to deal with pain, for you to know how to act in the midst of pain. And there is a six-step process that you can beat pain and rise to the top. There is this spiritual attitude that you can intentionally practice in the midst of pain 
as a kingdom entrepreneur, as a kingdom professional, and rise to the top in the midst of pain. And as I begin to walk us through this particular attitude, I begin to walk us through this um, uh, step, six-step process that God taught me as a person on how I can overcome pain, on an intentional process that you can take as a person and overcome pain. Because until you are able to overcome pain, you cannot rise to the top. Until you are able to overcome the pain, that broken heart, that discouragement, that, that, that feeling of giving up, that feeling of not living life at all, you will not be able to rise to the top. There are many people, there are many people. the moment you are not able to walk the path of greatness that God has prepared for you because your heart is in pain, because you are still dwelling in pain for years and for years, you are still dwelling in pain. And a heart that is driven by pain finds it difficult to contact revelations that can change the life of that person finds it difficult to perform and to act from that place which can lead to a better life tomorrow because a, a, a good part of your energy is focusing on the pain a good part of your energy is being taken away and is is you, you are dwelling in the past instead of investing that energy in the present and the future which can give you the life that you desire or the life that God expects you to live according to his will. If you are still following, just, just make a declaration, I am overcoming every form of pain in my life. I am overcoming every form of pain in my life. Just leave a text, just leave a, a comment, a, a message in the chat box. I am, it's, it's a personal declaration. I, I don't know what form of pain you're going through. Although when I was praying for this service, the Holy Spirit started laying some burdens on my heart or some pains that people are going through. And hey, you, as I said earlier, you will go through pain because you are human. As long as you're a human being, you will experience pain. But you will become a better human being. You will become a better person. When you master the art of overcoming pain and focusing on the present and the future. Praise God. Now I'm going to walk you, looking at the life of David, and, and, and looking at other powerful scriptures in the Bible, I want to walk you through a six-step process that you can go through and you can be able to always beat pain anytime it arises. Because you need to do that. <clears throat> Like there are people who are right now just enduring marriage and suffering in marriage because they're still dwelling on the pain in the past. They have not walked away from that. The marriage is gradually crumbling. 
because they are not able to heal from that pain. They are not able to heal from that pain. That is the first word that the Holy Spirit gave me. There is a marriage that is crumbling because the man is not healing from that pain. The wife has been begging and apologizing and doing her best and praying and doing all of that. But the man has the man is still dwelling in the act that caused him the pain. That caused him the pain. If you are that person, we need to talk after. Praise God. So the first thing that you need to do to overcome pain is you need to get up from the ground and leave that pain. You need to intentionally step outside of that pain. That is the first point. When you read our main scripture for today, the Bible says, then David got up from the ground. David got up from the ground. When David received, he was already going through pain that the child was sick, and then he received the final news that the child was dead. He was grieved, he was mourning, and he was going through pain. But David did something powerful. The scripture says, David got up from the ground. Many of us, we need to get up from the ground and leave the pain, step aside, step outside of the pain. There is no way that you can conquer pain when you are stuck inside the pain. As long as you are buried inside the pain, you can never conquer the pain. You can never beat the pain. The first step to conquering pain is for you to intentionally remove your heart, remove your mind, step outside of the pain. This is why a lot of psychologists, when they are counseling somebody going through a difficult moment or going through a loss or going through a painful situation, they always advise people to change location. Leave the environment where you are going through that pain. And this is what David did. In the midst of pain, there will be people around you trying to comfort you. There will be people around you trying to support you. But no matter the quality of external support that you receive, without the internal decision to get up and step outside of that pain, you will remain frustrated in the midst of that pain. Somebody listening to me right now, you need to get up and step outside of that pain. Remove yourself from that pain. Refuse to be stuck in the midst of that pain. Refuse to keep thinking night and day. You are consistently just buried in the midst of the pain. You will not be able to move forward if you are doing that. 
Are you going through some form of difficulty right now? Are you going through some form of disappointment right now? My sister, my brother, it has happened already. I know it is hard. I know it is difficult. But there are better days ahead. And you cannot beat the pain. You cannot beat that, that, that disappointment or that difficulty. You cannot give the pain the permission to steal life away from you by bearing yourself and, and, and remaining in the midst of that pain. You need to get up like David. David got up from the ground, the Bible says. You need to get up from the midst of that pain. Get up from the midst of that disappointment. Step outside of the pain. Intentionally move. You need to get up. Get up with the understanding that there is still life to live. Get up with the understanding that there are still beautiful days ahead. Get up with the understanding that God has a better plan for your life. Refuse to allow the pain to control you. It is your responsibility to proactively control yourself and step outside of that pain. That is the first attitude that you need to manifest in the midst of pain. If you are going through some form of pain right now, write it, write a comment and say, I am stepping outside of the pain. This pain cannot control me. I am stepping outside of the pain. I am bigger than this pain. God has better plans for me beyond this, this pain. I have beautiful days ahead of me beside the pain I am going through right now. I am not saying that you will not mourn or you will not feel vulnerable. No, as long as you have emotions as a human being, you are going to go through pain. But what I am saying is when you do go through pain as a human being, you have to get up and move forward and refuse to bury yourself in the midst of the pain. You are a king, you are a professional, you are an entrepreneur, you have a beautiful destiny ahead of you. And this destiny cannot manifest in the life of someone who is buried in the midst of pain. Destiny cannot manifest in the life of someone who is buried in the midst of disappointment. Destiny manifests those who have gone ahead to leave legacies, to leave uh, beautiful marks in the sands of time, to, 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 to leave according to the will of God, are the people who got up like David, who refused to allow the pain of losses, the pain of disappointment to control them. When you read the life of David after 2 Samuel chapter 12 for the rest of his life, David made incredible exploits for his kingdom and for the glory of God. He did not allow pain to control him. If David allowed pain to control him, he would not have written the book of Psalms. If David allowed pain to control him, he would not have had a Solomon. 
Oh, somebody listening to me right now, you need to step outside of that pain. You need to get up. You need to get up like David. Leave that house. Leave that, that, that bed where you, you wake up day and night and you keep on crying and thinking and thinking and crying. Not, you are not acting. You are, nothing is changing in your life. You need to get up. You need to step outside of that pain. Receive the grace to step up. Receive the grace to, to step outside, to leave that pain in the name of Jesus. The second attitude, the second attitude that you need to manifest in the midst of pain is you need to clean up, look fresh, and look good intentionally. You need to embarrass the enemy. You need to embarrass that pain. You need to tell that pain, hey, look, you cannot control me. This life, I live this life. You don't live this life for me, you pain. I live this life. The Bible says, David got up. He washed, anointed himself, changed his clothes. Oh, my goodness. This is somebody who just lost a son. This is somebody who just lost a son. He got up, he washed, anointed himself and changed his plot. Or somebody listening to me right now, for several weeks, for several months, even for some of you, years, you have been looking terrible. You have been looking cranky. You have been wearing sackcloth because of what pain has done to you. You have given pain the permission to control you. You have to wake up today, this very moment. Wake up from that place. Wash yourself. Clean yourself. Look fresh. Spray some perfume. Look good intentionally and face the life ahead of you. You need to do that. You need to do that. Don't give pain the permission to steal the good life away from you. Don't give pain the permission to destroy the beautiful days you should be living. Refuse to look like your problems. Refuse to look like your pain. Oh, make that declaration. I refuse to look like my problem. I refuse to look like my pain. David refused to look like his pain. David refused to look like his problem. Child of God, do not allow pain to define your attitude. Do not allow pain to define your life. You are bigger than pain. Intentionally engineer the attitude you need for your present and your future life. Refuse to, to allow pain to define you. Refuse to allow pain to define you. Wake up today. I don't know who this word is for, but I want to challenge you. I know the Holy Spirit is ministering to you right now. Receive the grace to wake up from that place. Somebody listen to right now, you're, you're, you have been locking yourself up. You have not been having the desire to even start anything. You have lost hope. You have lost interest. You have lost desire. 
to do anything. You don't even remember the last time you wore a good dress and just and, and just stepped out for, for a good industry event. Or even maybe somebody, you stop going to church because of the pain that you are going through. That attitude is only going to hurt you more and steal the beautiful life that God has for you. I challenge you, today's Monday, right? Today's Monday. I challenge you. Wake up today. Clean up. Wear your best dress. Look fresh. Look good intentionally. Look at yourself in the mirror and declare, I refuse to look like my problem. I live this life, my problems, my problems. You don't live this life for me. I live this life. Hear this somebody and hear this very well. Heroes and successful leaders are celebrated because they withstand and overcome their pain. David is recognized as one of the greatest kings that ever existed. Because he was so good at overcoming pain, withstanding difficulties. Even when you go ahead in the life of David, you will see when David was coming back from war and, and, and some of his enemies came and raided his, 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 his city and took his wife and children away. The Bible says, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. And then he asked the Lord, Lord, should I pursue? And, should, and will I overtake? Will I succeed? David encouraged himself in the Lord. Heroes and successful leaders are celebrated because they withstand and overcome pain. You need to become a hero for yourself, somebody. You need to grow from that place where you have the attitude to withstand and overcome pain. Yes, the pain will come as long as you are alive, as long as you are human, as long as you will keep living this life, pain will come your way. You will make mistakes that will bring pain into your life. Your friends will disappoint you and backstab you. Your families will hurt you and do stuff. Things will happen out of natural causes that you don't know why they happen. But you, you have to be on the driving seat of your life by the grace of God. You have to embody the spiritual attitude in the midst of pain that will enable you to shine even after that pain. You want to become a hero? You want to become a successful leader? You want to become a successful kingdom entrepreneur and professional? Then you need the attitude to withstand and overcome pain. Be like David. Clean up yourself. Clean up your mindset. Clean up your heart. Because when your mind is wrong, your life will be bound. I always say this, and this, and 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 and, and when I and when I learned this, when when I caught this 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 knowledge, it changed a lot about me, the way I handled difficulties and challenges. I always say this: if problems come your way, if difficulties come your way, if challenges come your way, and you are so good to manage the challenges, to protect your mind and your heart, 
then you have not lost anything. Let's say you're running a business right now. And then um, something funny happens. Let's say you lose the business. Let's say thieves come and steal everything or fire burn your shop. You lose everything. Um, that will not happen in Jesus' name. Just an example, right? And in the midst of this difficulty, in the midst of the losses, if it doesn't enter your mind, if it doesn't enter your heart, in the real sense, you have not lost anything. The person who has truly lost everything is the person who, when you lose material things, you lose your mind, you lose your heart. You have truly lost everything. Because as long as you are still in the best state of your mind and you're still in the best state of your heart, you still have the capacity to rebuild what you have lost. Because what you lost, you built it. You built it. So it means the knowledge, the skills, the attitude, the motivation, the wisdom, Everything that you used to build that thing that you lost is still inside of you. If you just go back and start rebuilding, you will even do it much better. Clean your heart, somebody. Clean your mindset. Because when your mind is wrong and your heart is wrong, your life will be bound with stagnation. Do not allow pain to destroy your mindset. Do not allow pain to, to tarnish and to rupture your heart. And you're so broken beyond repairs. Do not allow pain to steal life away from you. I always say something. If I'm going to fail in this life, I will fail on my own terms. I'll fail on my own terms. I will not allow pain to make me to fail. I will not allow disappointments to make me to fail. I will not allow laziness to make me to fail. If I am going to fail in this life, I will fail on my own terms. I will fail working hard. I will fail being hopeful. I will fail being prayerful. I will fail looking forward. I will fail believing that God is still faithful. Despite the difficulties I am going through, I if I'm if I end up failing, I will fail on my own terms. Pain cannot detect my failure. Difficulties cannot make me to fail. Disappointment cannot influence me to fail. I will fail on my own terms. What about you, child? What about you? Will you allow pain to steal life away from you? Will you allow pain to steal the beautiful destiny that God has for you? Do you know how beautiful your next five years will be? Do you know how beautiful your next 10 years will be? Oh, when, when I talk like this, I remember in 2013 and 14, there were many times in those years where I felt like giving up. Challenges and difficulties hit me here and there. If you told me that my life would be this good in 2022, I would not have believed because I was just focused on the immediate challenges, the immediate pain and difficulties and disappointment. But did I know that by 2022, my life would be this beautiful? I had no idea. Do I know how 2023 is going to be? 24 is going to be? I have no idea. But pain will come my way. But as long as the pain come my way, I have one simple 
determination. That pain will not determine my life. That pain will not determine how I'm going to live. I will go through the pain. I will mourn if I'm going to mourn. I will cry if I'm going to cry. But after crying, that pain will not bury me. I will get the hell up and look forward. I will get the hell up, clean up, look fresh, look good, and intentionally pursue the life ahead of me. Because I'm not make me to live life on pain terms. I will live life on my terms and according to what God has destined for me. What about you? What about you? What about you, child of God? How is it going to be? Will you live life on your own terms or will you allow pain to live life for you? Leave me a message in the chat box. Let me see. Because I need to be sure because somebody may listen and say, no, no, this pain is too much. This pain, no, 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 no. I cannot ask you to give up. No, then you're, 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 you're on the other part of life. You're, you are missing it out on life. But if you know that you are going to live life on your own terms, then you have to make a declaration. Is somebody being blessed? Are you being challenged? I, I don't know how you woke up today. I, I don't know whatever difficulty you have been going through, that 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 that, that pain entered your heart. And, and, and sometimes when you sit, you just shed a tear. When you sit, you just feel that tears coming down from your eyes. I, I don't know the cause of that. But one thing I know is that there's a grace available right now. One thing I know is that this is God speaking to you right now and calling you from that pit, redeeming you from that pit of pain and setting you on a higher dimension where you can live life above pain and begin to operate from the place where he expects you to live a better life. Praise God. The third attitude or the third step that you need to go through the, the, the third spiritual attitude that you need to live, you need to practice in the midst of pain, disappointment, difficulties, whatever you're going through, is go to the place of upliftment and hope. Go to the place of upliftment and hope. Go to the presence of God. Oh, look at that. Look at that. The Bible says, and David went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. My goodness. Can you imagine that? Somebody lost a son. He was crushed. He was so crushed that even the elders were afraid that when they would tell him that the child is dead, he will harm himself. That's how much they know that he was in pain. He was so crushed. But after that news, this guy dressed up, anointed himself, and went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I want you to hear this. In the midst of pain, if all you do is to worry and think too much and cry, that is how your flesh is dealing with the problem. 
And that way of dealing with a problem never leads to any solution. But if in the midst of pain, difficulties, challenges, and disappointment, you decide to worship, you decide to meditate on the word, you decide to praise God, that is how the spirit deals with pain. And that is the winning attitude to conquer pain. Many people have not been able to recover from pain and begin to live the beautiful life that God prepared for them because they are addressing the pain from the flesh. They are addressing the pain from the flesh, from crying and thinking too much and, 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 and excluding themselves from the public and just thinking of the negative, negative, negative things. That is how the flesh deals with problems. When you are going through pain, you need to go to the place of upliftment and hope. David went into the house of the Lord and worship. In the presence of God, there is joy. The Bible says in the book of Psalm 16, David wrote that. Only him could understand how to describe that. In the presence of God, in the midst of pain, he found joy. In Psalm 16, he said, in the presence of God, there's joy. In the presence of God, there's fullness. The same David wrote and said, I look up to the hills from whence cometh my help. Oh, my goodness. In the midst of pain, I, David, will look up to the hills. I, David, will look up to the Lord and worship God. What do you do when you're going through pain, child of God? If you have just been crying and thinking too much and having sleepless nights, you have been killing yourself and destroying yourself. You need to become like David. You need to become like David, child of God. Go to the place of upliftment. Go to the place of hope in the midst of pain. Go to the presence of God in the midst of pain. In his presence, you will find upliftment. In his presence, you will find hope. In his presence, you will find encouragement. In his presence, you will find direction. In his presence, you will find counsel. In his presence, you will find instructions. In his presence, you will find breakthroughs. In the midst of pain, do not exclude yourself. In the midst of pain, do not exclude yourself. Do not shut people out in the midst of pain. Go closer to people that can take you to the place of upliftment and the place of hope. Go closer to people that can hold your hands and pray and worship the Lord with you. Go closer to people that can give you hope and can speak some words of hope into your life. Do not exclude yourself in the midst of pain. Many people have ended up committing suicide. Many people have ended up giving up on life because in the midst of their most difficult moments in life, they were alone. And do you know that it's the devil that orchestrates you to be alone in the midst of pain and difficulties? Yes. The devil comes to kill and destroy. 
when the devil wants to destroy a man or a woman in the midst of pain, the first thing that the devil does to you when you're going through difficulties is to encourage you to avoid people that can help you. Because when you are exposed, see, let me tell you something. The devil is not powerful. The devil on the prize on your weaknesses and ignorance and then destroy people. When the devil wants to destroy you, he takes you away from the place where you can find upliftment, hope, and protection. That's why he tries to take you from the group of people that can pray and encourage you, or he takes you from the presence of God. That's why the, the best thing that the devil loves to attack in the life of a Christian is your prayer life, your Bible study life, and your worship life. I've told you guys several times, you should be very worried when you feel like not, not praying. You should be very, very worried. You should be very worried if you don't, when you, when, when you don't feel like studying the word. You should be very worried. You should be very worried when you don't have a worship life. The devil knows that he cannot do anything to you as long as you're under the refuge and the fortress of the Most High. So the first thing he does is to push you away from that company. The devil fears anybody who is in the midst of pain and is still in the presence of God. He knows he cannot do anything. Make sure you do not exclude yourself in the midst of your difficult moments. If you are listening to me right now and you have been avoiding some people, you have not reached out to your pastor, to your mentor, or to that person that you feel that you can talk to and receive direction and guidance and counsel. The devil has been encouraging you to keep it to yourself. It's a trap, I'll tell you. Or you have not been having the feeling to pray. You have not been having the leading to study the word. You're not having the leading to just worship God for who he is and trust God for his faithfulness. It's a trap. He is, he, he's taking you away from the covering so he can strike you harder. The devil has destroyed lives. The devil has killed people using depression and suicide because he took them from the place where they can find upliftment and hope. And only keep pointing them in the direction of pain and more suffering and more discouragement and more disappointment. And when he successfully does that, he now pushes you to take your life. Let me tell you, nobody kills themselves on their own. Nobody. No human being on their own right senses can do that. It is the devil that capitalizes on the pain capitalizes on the difficulty and the disappointment and then infuses the spirit that now controls you. Depression is a spirit mostly. It's the devil that capitalizes on the disappointment. I want to encourage you somebody, do not exclude yourself in the midst of pain in the midst of disappointment and difficulties. Go to the place where you can find hope. Go to the place where you can find upliftment. The Bible says David went 
into the house of the Lord and worship. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 18. The Bible says, do not remember the former things or ponder the things of the past. Many people remain in pain because instead of focusing on hope, on their beautiful tomorrow, they focus on remembering the former things. Oh, this man did this to me. I am still feeling it in my heart. Oh, this man did this. You keep pondering on the things of the past. You keep pondering on the former things. You keep pondering on the things that hurt you so bad. And the more you do that, the more you grow deep and deep into that pain, into that depression. And that's why life is slowly being taken away from you. Child of God, hear this. Hear this and hear this so, so well. In the midst of pain, go to the presence of God. And in the presence of God, reflect on his promises over your life. In all situations, God remains faithful. No matter how you feel that God has left you alone, he is there more than ever before. God never leaves his own. The challenge is many of us get to block God out in the midst of pain. We get to walk away from him in the midst of pain. And that's why we get to feel as if he is not there. That's the problem. How do you expect to feel and experience God helping you or working with you in the midst of pain when you don't pray, you don't study the word, you don't worship him, you don't praise him, you don't receive counsel from your pastor or from your spiritual leader or from anybody. You have completely shut God out. And then many times people say, God abandoned me. Then I ask the question, were you even there for him to help you? Were you even there for him to be committed to you? Were you even there for him to find you, to hold you, to comfort you, to, to redeem you from that pit and to fight your battle? When you shut God out, what do you expect him to do? When you don't acknowledge him, what do you expect him to do? If you were God, somebody shut you out, what will you do? You have no way to imagine somebody blocks you on, on WhatsApp, blocks you on Facebook, blocks you on normal call, blocks you on email, blocks you on all platforms, does not pick any strange number. How do you help that kind of a person? Tell me. How will you help? You don't know where they are. They have disappeared. They have maybe gone rented a hotel. They have left the house, rented a hotel. And they, they, how can you help a person you cannot find? No, you tell me. Can you do that? That's what many of us do to God. But yet we expect his help. Go to the presence of God in the midst of pain. Be like David. The Bible says David went into the house of the Lord and worshipped. I want you to type, make a declaration, declare, leave a comment, leave a message and declare. In the midst of pain, I will worship the Lord. In the midst of pain, I will worship the Lord. In the midst of difficulty, I will worship the Lord. 
I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know if your marriage is struggling or you're going through pain. I don't know if your finances, you, you, you went through some losses in your finances and you're going through some pain. I don't know what is happening in your career, in your business, in your family, that you're going through some pain. You will find peace in the presence of God. You will find direction in the presence of God. You will find deliverance in the presence of God. You'll find hope in the presence of God. You'll find upliftment in the presence of God. Don't give the devil the permission to steal life away from you. In the name of Jesus. Don't allow the devil to fulfill his ministry over your life. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Don't allow him to fulfill this ministry in your life. Run to the presence of God. Run to the presence of God. He is your refuge and your fortress. In him you will find peace. In him you will find rest. In him you will be delivered. In him you will find the next step to take. In him you will rise again and you will win in this life. Oh, I can tell you many times in my life, I've been so broken. But if I long as I can crawl into his presence, Remember, there was a time I was so broken. I was so broken. I had to play my own messages, and my own messages revived me. Oh, yes. Don't exclude yourself. You have to beat that pain. You have to beat that pain. You have to beat that that, that heartache you're going through right now. You have to beat it in the name of Jesus. You have to beat it. Psalms 119 verse 50, David himself talking. David, David wrote the book of Psalms. David said in Psalms 119 verse 50, my comfort in my suffering is this, your promise preserves my life. Oh my goodness. My comfort in my suffering is this, your promise preserves my life. What does that mean? Let me say you're going through some pain right now because of financial challenges. Your comfort in the midst of that financial suffering is this. The promise of God regarding your finances will come to pass. That should be your comfort. Go up, come down. In the day, in the night, your comfort is that the promise of God He said, I will bless the works of your hands. That is your comfort. David speaking, my comfort in my suffering is this. I don't know the suffering you're going through. I don't know the suffering you're going through, child of God. But your comfort in that suffering should be the promise of the Lord to preserve your life. I encourage you, intentionally choose hope and life in the midst of pain. Do you know, this is something that many Christians don't know. Do you know, do you know that God expects you to choose life in the midst of your difficulties? Do you know that God expects you that even if you are standing before death, you still decree and declare life? 
Do you know God expects you, if you are going through pain right now because of sickness, and even the doctors have confirmed to you that this sickness will take your life, do you know that God still expects you to choose life in the midst of that pain? Yes. And that is when you see the move of God. You see the, that's when you see the miracle. People don't get to explain the miracle of God or the mighty move of God because in the midst of the heat of the pain, they give up. They don't stand firm in faith and choose to believe that God will come through for them. That's when you activate. There's something called strong faith, mighty faith. You need to exhibit strong faith. Nothing, nothing enhances a miracle. Nothing enhances the move of God in your life like strong faith in the midst of heat, in the midst of chaos and pain. God expects you to choose life in the midst of pain. God expects you to choose life in the face of death. Never forget that. How do I know? Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 19. Deuteronomy chapter 13, 19, the Bible says, I call heaven and earth as a witness against you. Oh, God is calling a witness against you that I have set before you life and death. Before you, you will see pain and life. You will see pain and joy. You will see pain and future. You will see the past and the future. All of these two you always see before you as a human being. And the verse continues, the blessing and the curse. There is the blessing and there is the curse. Therefore, the Bible says, when you see therefore, oh, therefore, the Bible says, you shall choose life in order that you may live. You cannot live when you choose pain, child of God. You cannot live when you choose to dwell in pain. You cannot live when you choose to dwell in disappointment. You cannot live when you choose to dwell in your past. Do you want to live? Choose life. Choose blessing. Therefore, you can choose life in order that you may live. Make a declaration, say, I choose life from today. In the midst of pain, I will choose life. In the midst, choosing life means in the midst of pain, you will look ahead. Oh my goodness. In the midst of pain, you will look ahead. In the midst of pain, you will look ahead. Therefore, you shall choose life. I am speaking to somebody right now. Therefore, choose life today. Therefore, choose life today. Therefore, choose life today in the name of Jesus. Choose life today. Choose life today. Choose life today. Refuse to choose curses. Refuse to choose death. Refuse to choose pain. Refuse to choose worries. Refuse to choose disappointments. But choose blessings. Choose life. Choose to go forward in Jesus' name.
choose life today. Number four, the four attitudes that you need to demonstrate in the midst of pain. Worship God for who he is. Worship God for who he is. Point three talks about you taking the steps to go in to the house of the Lord. Leaving the place of distress and go into the place of hope and upliftment. Some of you need to do that. That was point three. Now, when you now, in point four now, you need to worship God for who he is. What does that mean? There are many of us that we begin to question the power of God. We begin to question the faithfulness of God when certain things happen to us. I want you to hear me and hear me very well. God remains God, despite what you're going through. God remains faithful, despite what you're going through. God is still a prayer answering God, despite what you're going through. God is still the same yesterday, today, and forever, despite what you're going through. God is still a prayer answering God, despite what you are going through. So the best way that you can activate the God you know is for you to worship him for who he is. The Bible says David went into the house of the Lord. He was just, he was not just moving around and, and, and no loitering around. No, he worshipped. He worshipped. He knelt down and called God beautiful names. He sang beautiful hymns and songs to God. Oh, somebody listen to me right now. You need to worship God in the midst of that thing. You need to worship God in the midst of that difficulty. You need to worship God like David did. There is another person in the Bible, Job. Job in the Bible. When you read Job chapter 1 verse 20, the Bible says, then Job stood up and tore his rock, shaved his head, and fell to the ground and worshiped. Why was he doing this? He received news that all his children have been killed, have been killed. In the midst of pain, Job worshiped. Do you see that? In the midst of pain, Job worshiped. In verse 21, the Bible says, Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. God remains God despite what they're going through. But you are on the wrong side of things if you decide to blame him and abandon him. But many a times when you get closer to him, he will comfort you and even open your eyes more. The worst thing that you can do with your life 
is to walk away from the covering of God because of the pain you're going through. Daughter of God, son of God. I don't know the difficulties you have been going through this season. But I want to encourage you, many a time, to move the right hand of God in your favor to fight for you, you will need to activate the right hand of God in the midst of worship. There are many of us right now, some disappointment and difficulties and challenges, they have been disturbing us for so long because we have been trying to, to sort out the pain and the difficulties on our own. We have not involved the hand of God in that challenge. If you have not followed my message of last week on how to encounter the hand of Jesus Christ, go and search for that message on YouTube. It will show you the steps you can go through to encounter the hand of Jesus Christ in your life in the midst of challenges and difficulties. One of the ways is the place of worship. There are some problems that are still causing us so much pain because we have not exalted the name of the Lord in the midst of that pain. Like David, you need to worship God. Like Job, you need to worship God. You need the attitude of worship in the midst of pain. That's what David did. That's the fourth attitude that you need to manifest. Praise God. Worship him. Pray about the situation. Don't run away from the presence. In the presence, worship him. Magnify his holy name in the midst of that pain. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. The Bible says, praise be to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, the God of all comforts, who comforts us in all our troubles. Do you hear that? Our Father is the Father of compassion. He is the God of all comforts. He is the one who comforts you and I in all our troubles. And he comforts us so we can comfort others. May you receive the compassion of God in the name of Jesus. May you receive the comfort of the Lord in any trouble you are going through right now in the name of Jesus. Child of God, hear this. When you encounter the comfort of God, the chaos begins to disappear. The pain begins to disappear. The difficulties begin to give way. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I can share with you many personal testimonies. Where sometimes things are going helter skelter, Things are going wrong. You feel like, I feel like I, I have lost it all. And sometimes when I just go into the presence of God, I just begin to worship. When I step outside, after that, things begin to fall into place. Sometimes people who they never know that I was going through trouble just call and say, Joy, but are you okay? What's going on? Everything okay with you? That is the Holy Spirit who ministered to somebody to remember you at that particular time. 
And then God uses them to not intervene in the matter and help you go through that pain. Somebody listen to right now, you need to go closer to God. Point number five, as we round up, the fit attitude that you need to practice in the midst of pain. You need to eat good food for the body and for the spirit. Look at the last, the, the part B of that verse. The Bible says, then David came back to his own house and asked, and they set food before him and he ate. That signifies a lot. Somebody go and eat well after this. Go and eat, go and feed your body. Go and feed your spirit man. Go and eat. If, if possible, take yourself out to your favorite restaurant, buy your favorite food and eat. Shame the devil, shame the pain. Tell the pain that you see, I, I live life on my own terms. I find joy in the presence. David ate after worshiping. Because in the place of worship, you find peace. In the place of worship, you drop all the burdens before God. In the place of worship, you leave everything in his presence and you live refreshed. You live liberated. In the presence of God, there is liberty. You find rest. And that's why he was able to ask for food and he ate. Somebody leave me a comment, I will eat well after this. Yes, go and eat well. If possible, take yourself out for a date. If possible, take yourself out for shopping. Oh, there was a time I bought a suit for myself out of anger. I'm telling you, I, I, I loved I love suits. There was a time I bought a suit for myself out of anger. Something, I was going through some difficulties. I know that the hand, the, the hand, the animal was on it. I went and I did shopping. I bought a good suit for myself. I wore it the next day to church. It was a Saturday. So I wanted to embarrass the devil intentionally. I went on Saturday, bought the suit, wore it to church on Sunday. That is fate. You are telling the enemy. You are telling the pain. You are telling the situation that your God is bigger than the pain. My God is bigger than you disappointment. My God is bigger than you difficulty. I will not look like my pain. I will not look like my trouble. I will manifest the right attitude. I will manifest the attitude of faith, the attitude of hope, the attitude of joy, the attitude of breaking forth. Pain cannot hold me. Pain cannot hold me. Eat good food. Feed your body and feed your spirit. David, after worshiping, ask for food and eat very well. And said, pain, yes, I have lost the child, but life goes on. The child died. Yes, I was, I, I, I was in pain. I mourned the child. I have dropped the pain in the presence of God. I have received comfort and rest in the presence of God. Now give me food, let me eat and feed the body. Give me food, let me eat and feed the spirit. 
So I'm talking about food in two dimensions. I'm talking about the physical food and I'm talking about spiritual food. Some of you, after eating, you have to study the word. You have to go and open scriptures that talks about the promises of God. See, personally, I have done that many times. Many times, there's a teaching we had one time on praying the promises of God. If you did not go to that teaching, go and search on my YouTube channel on how to pray, on how to pray the promises of God in your life. One of the best things that you can do for yourself is to pray the promises of God, is to declare them. Open scriptures, speak on the scriptures, begin to speak with authority. It commands a lot of power, a lot of mighty power. Begin to declare, you are not praying, begin to declare. The, the scripture says, I am the head and not the tail in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, I am a victor in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, I am blessed in the name of Jesus. The scripture says, I am fruitful in the name. Just begin to speak and begin to feed the spirit man. Begin to move the hand of God. The most powerful prayer on earth is when you pray the scriptures. When you pray the scriptures, you put the devil to his place. You check the devil to his place. He never contend with you when you begin to pray the scriptures because everything will pass away, but the word of the Lord will never pass away. I want to challenge somebody going through difficulty right now. I want to challenge you going through pain right now. I want to challenge you going through disappointment right now. Go and feed your spirit man. Go and eat your favorite food. Go and eat your favorite food. Go and buy your favorite dish. Eat very well. Put the scriptures. Start in the place of declaration. And begin to feed your spirit man. And you'll come out like a giant. You'll come out like a giant. See, I always, no problem can put me down. No problem can put me down. I am like Mount Zion. I have caught the secret to handling pain and problems. No. One of my staff was like, do you always, do you, do you ever get angry? It, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, if I don't go to difficulties. It doesn't mean that I don't go to disappointment. I have caught the antidote to mesmerize pain and this, to arrest and, and put you where you belong because I choose to live life on my terms and according to the will of God for my life, not according to pain and disappointment. Who the hell are you? What will it be for you, child of God? What will it be for you? Your spirit. Speak blessings from your tongue. Speak your way out of the pain. Declare your way with authority out of your pain. The Bible says, in the name of Jesus, every name will bow every tongue will confess. The Bible says, in Christ, you have been brought into fullness. How dare you allow pain to control you? Speak your way out of the pain. Prophesy your way out of that difficulties. The angels of the Lord at work. Even the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. 
There are some of you that you have contributed to destroy your own life with the wrong words that you speak. Worst of all, in the midst of pain and disappointment. My life is so terrible. My life is only full of bad news. My life is this. You're only, you're only declaring the wrong things. One thing that if you are close to me, you will never hear. See, Jesus will come. You will never hear negative pronouncement. Never. Never. Because I know the power of the tongue. And let me tell you a secret about life. Fear the words of somebody who prays. Because when you pray, your words are not normal words. Your words carry spiritual energy. That's, that's, that's one thing that I love about prayers. You see, your words, your words are not mere words. Your words carry life. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The words I speak to you are spirit and they are life. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Do not allow your own words to bear negative consequences over your life. Speak your way out. Speak your way out of that pain. Speak your way out of those difficulties. Speak your way out of that disappointment. Number six. I told you I will share with you six step process. That spiritual attitude that you need to practice in the midst of pain disappointment and difficulty. Praise God. Who, who, is, who, who is not remaining the same? Who is not remaining the same today? After today, I believe this is a word for somebody that you will use for the rest of your life and you will never be at the bottom again. See, there are some things that when you know about life and you practice, you will never be at the bottom of life. There are some things I know that life cannot make me go through certain things because I can never be at that place. I can never be at the place where pain will control me. I can never be at the bottom of life. My life is from glory to glory. My life is from glory to glory. That's why I don't believe that life is full of ups and downs. No, my life is on the up. My life is on the up. There's nothing like up and down. My life is on the up. I don't know about you, but that is my declaration. This is my faith. This is my belief. And this is my revelation. And I pray that this teaching today, this thing, today is not about prayer and deliverance, you know, and word of knowledge. This teaching today is bigger than prophecy for some people. Because you have been held down for years. You have been held bound for months. You have been held for weeks, you have been stuck. You have been, you, you have been going backwards because you allow pain. Who is here that have been delivered from pain? If you know that you have been delivered or you have made your mind to walk away from that pain, let me know. Leave me a comment. That's, that's my biggest testimony today. 
If you know that you have just made your decision because of this teaching today to walk away from that pain you have been holding, that pain you have been holding, and sometimes just you knew. You see, so many people are holding pain in their heart. Yes, praise God. That, that's, that's the biggest deliverance for today. And you're going to see how things begin to move in your life. Yes, yes, yes. That's the best decision. Walk away from that pain. Walk away from that pain. It's the most important decision you have made for the month of November. And there's no better way to prepare for next year than making a decision like this. There are some people you have been holding on to pain for two, three, four years. Walk away from it. Point number six, as we round up, do not grow weary. Do not stop. God is still working. Do not grow weary. Do not stop. God is still working something. You should have this attitude. That attitude number six. Refuse to grow weary. Refuse to grow tired. Do not stop doing good. Do not stop looking ahead. Do not stop believing that God is still working out something for your sake. That's the seed attitude that you need to manifest. Now, in, in verse 24, the Bible says, the Bible says, remember that we're using David as a case study here, and David was in severe pain and grief and disappointment because he lost his son. The son died. Right? Now, in verse 24, and that's where point six is coming from. In verse 24, the Bible says, David comforted his wife, Bathsheba. And that's, I now see why some of you need to walk away from pain and become strong. Because you may need to comfort your friend. You may need to comfort your spouse. Fear a marriage where everybody is fighting. The husband is fighting, the wife is fighting. Fear the marriage where the husband is discouraged, the wife is discouraged. A stronger person needs to rise. The Bible says David comforted his wife, Bathsheba, because David understood the code to conquer pain. And when he successfully conquered pain, he was now able to comfort the wife. Some of you are still in the midst of pain because you don't have somebody to comfort you. And that's why point number three is very important. I think so. The point where you need to make sure that in the midst of pain, make sure you find yourself where there is upliftment and where there is hope because you need somebody to comfort you, to show you compassion and redeem you out of that pit of pain. David comforted his wife, Bathsheba, and went into her. And she gave birth to a son, and David named him Solomon. And the Lord loved the child. Oh, my goodness. What if David got angry like some of us would do when we face challenges? We, we get angry, we give up, and we totally abandon our lives. We don't want to live again. But David did not do that. David got up, cleaned up, changed, worshipped God, 
came back, ate, regained himself. He did not stop. And God blessed them with another son. Not just a son, but a child that the Lord loved so much. Somebody be like David. David did not get angry and shut himself away from the wife. David did not get angry and, and, and abandoned the wife. Some of us, because of the challenges I've gone through, you abandon the business. You abandon your career. You abandon things. You, you have abandoned things and you have just excluded yourself and you are living alone like an island because of a challenge you went through, because of a disappointment, because of a pain. That is the wrong way of doing things. Hear me today and hear me very well. Do not grow weary. Do not grow tired. Do not stop looking forward. Believe that God has a better plan for you. David lost a son, yes, but God prepared a better son for him and his name was Solomon. And Solomon grew to become the wisest, the wealthiest, and the one of the most powerful kings to ever live on the surface of the earth. I don't know what you have gone through, child of God. I don't know what you're presently going through right now. But my counsel for you, the word of God for you today, do not stop. God is still working out something beautiful for your life. This is a prophetic word for someone. God is still working out something beautiful for you. Your job is to trust him. Your job is to believe that he is faithful. Do not grow weary. Do not stop doing good. For the appointed time of your lifting is coming. But you will not experience that appointed time if you give up. There was a time I was reflecting on my life one time. I think I was... Was, was I in Dubai? I, think I was in a country. And then something happened. And I was so happy. I did something. I was so happy. And I was paid in dollars. And, you know, I made some money. And then I was, I was smiling. And then I, I reflect something happened in 2015. And I almost gave up on my life. And then I asked myself a funny question in that hotel. I was in a, I was lodged in a five-star hotel, five-star service, 14 floor, private driver, nice Jeep, good life. The kind of life they want to go back to your own life, <laughs> right? And sitting in that hotel, I was standing by the window. And when I'd go in the hotel, I love to pick the room that has a window so I could see the town. I love the window view. I was sitting by the window and I just ask myself a question aloud. Sometimes I like to talk to myself many times or write. I write to myself and I talk to myself many times. And I ask myself, Joy Birch, what if you gave up in 2015? What if you stopped in 2015? What if you stopped believing in 2015? What if you stopped walking this path in 2015? I want to ask the same question to you, somebody. 
What if you stop today? Do you know how next year will look like? Do you know how your 2025 will look like? Do you know how your 2030 will look like? Do not stop. God is still working out something. Make this declaration. Type, I will not stop. God is still faithful. Declare, declare in the chat box. Declare in the chat box. Type, I will not stop because my God is still faithful. I will not stop because my God is still faithful. Yes, make that declaration. I will not stop because my God is still faithful. My God is working at something. There was a quote I wrote one time. And I said, Joybert, anytime you feel like giving up, know that God is working something behind the scenes that you cannot see. Do we know that? See, see, take this and keep it somewhere very close to your heart. Many a times, God is always working at something in your favor that you cannot see at that particular time. That's why your best option is to trust him. Your best option is not to give up and to trust him. Because many a times, he is working out something for your favor that you cannot see. You, you, you only need to trust him. You only need to trust him that he's still working out something. Here's a scripture for somebody today. Here's a scripture for somebody today. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. It's a scripture for somebody. Hold it close to your heart. It's a scripture for somebody. Isaiah chapter 43 verse 19. The Bible says, listen carefully. I am about to do a new thing. This is a prophetic word for somebody. In the name that is above every other name, the Lord is about to do a new thing in your life in the name of Jesus. I know you'll be going through pain, disappointments and difficulties. The Lord is about to open a new chapter in your life in the name of Jesus. The Lord is about to give you a fresh beginning in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says in Isaiah 43, verse 19, I am about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? Don't you believe me that I can do this? I will put a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This is good news for somebody. That wilderness that you think you are going through, the Lord is putting a roadmap for you that will usher you to a new beginning in the name of Jesus. That desert, that life that you think that is only full of difficulties and challenges, that your life that you feel is just like a desert, by the word of God, by the mercies of God, by the favor of God, let there be fresh, a fresh, a fresh beginning, a fresh river in the name of Jesus. Oh, I have seen God do beautiful things.
I have seen God honor his word in the life of people that when you look at their story, it's some bad news to another. But by the authority in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every challenge, over every pain that is holding you back. And I decree a new beginning in the name of Jesus. I decree and I declare now a new beginning is about to spring forth in your life in the name of Jesus. A new beginning is about to spring forth in your career in the name of Jesus. A new beginning is about to spring forth in your business, in your finances, in your marriage, in the name of Jesus. Oh, I hear this. It's about to be a new beginning. That particular challenge that you thought that the enemy is winning by the authority in the name of Jesus. I take hold of that challenge. I take hold of that disappointment. And I decree a new thing by authority in Jesus' name. I decree a new beginning by authority in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is a new beginning. I hear a new beginning. I hear a new beginning. I hear a new beginning. The Bible says, the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I decree in the name of Jesus, because you have been called according to the purpose of God, because you are a kingdom entrepreneur and a kingdom professional, I decree unto your life, I decree into your business, I decree into whatever concerns you. From today, everything begins to work together for your good. In the name of Jesus, I decree and I declare, from today, because of the love of God and by the mercies of God and because you honor God in your life, let there be a new beginning. From today, everything begins to work together for your good in the name of Jesus. Oh, that thing that you think is going sideways. That thing that you think is going sideways. Is going to work in your favor in the name of Jesus. That's what I hear. Who is waiting for a decision? Who is waiting for a decision? They're going. There's something you've been waiting for, and they are making a decision this week, and you are afraid it's going to go sideways. Who is that? Who is that? If you're following on Facebook or on YouTube or here comment, who is that? There's a decision that you know they're going to make this week. You are informed they're going to make a decision this week. And you are worried in your spirit. You don't know whether it's going to work in your favor or against your favor. This is the word of God for you. Everything will work together for your good in the name of Jesus. Everything will work together for your good in the name of Jesus. Everything will work together for your good in the name of Jesus. Receive the favor of God. Receive the favor of God. It's going to work together for your good by his mercies. That's what I hear. It's going to work together for your good by the mercies of God. His mercies endure it forever. God is going to favor you by his mercies. 
God is going to favor you by his mercies. In the name of Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. God is going to favor you. It's going to work together for your good in the name of Jesus. Child of God, do not stop believing. Do not allow that pain to stop you from believing. Do not allow that pain to make you grow tired of living. Do not allow that pain to make you feel that the Lord has abandoned you. But by all means, believe that God's plans over your life will manifest in the name of Jesus. Because I have absolute belief. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The Lord himself is declaring to you. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Receive hope and a beautiful future in the name of Jesus. Whatever future, whatever hope that pain has taken away from you, whatever hope, whatever future that disappointment has taken away from you, that evil disappointment that is being sponsored by the enemy, by authority in the name of Jesus, we stand on the word of the Lord and we declare in Jesus' name, receive a new beginning, receive hope for a new beginning. Let your future begin to manifest according to the will of God in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. I hear favor. I hear favor. As you step outside from pain, as you step outside from the place of pain and focus on the faithfulness of God, favor the countenance of favor will open over your life. That's what I hear. As you step outside of pain, there is somebody here that your faith, your faith has been affected because of the challenges and pain you have gone through. And you, when your faith is affected, you, you no longer believe that the Lord is faithful. And when that happens, you can discourage you discourage the move of God over your life. Since you have made the decision, you have made the decision, a decision to trust God. You have made the decision to believe that the Lord is faithful, despite what you're going through right now. Favor, there's a wind of favor blowing through you right now. There's a wind of favor blowing through you right now. Somebody fell under anointing when I started talking about favor. Who is that? That word is for you. Lift up your hands. Oh God, whoever that person is, Father, let the wind of favor blow over that person. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Let the wind of favor blow over that person, Lord. Father, let the wind of favor blow over that person right now. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, people have confirmed. Yes, under the anointing. Just lift up your hands. There's a wind of favor coming. Lift up your hands. There's a wind of favor coming. Favor by his mercies. Oh my goodness. Favor by his mercies. A new beginning, a new thing, a new thing, a new thing. 
more people are following the anointing, just lift up your hands. It's a new thing, a new chapter, a new thing, a new chapter, a new chapter, a new chapter, a new chapter. Thank you, Father. Somebody was going through pain and you prayed a prayer and you were questioning if God really exists. Like two days ago, who is that? Yes, you are not anointing, just lift up your hands, Lord. Who was questioning the existence of God in the place of prayer? Because of the pain you are going through. You're like, God, are you seeing this? Are you really up there? God says he's up there. On Friday, God says he's up there. Yes, yes. God says he's up there. Just trust him. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. If you can put on your camera, do that. Lift up your hand. Lord mercy, Lord mercy, Lord mercy. Lord mercy. Father, your mercy, Father, your mercy. Father, your mercy, Father, your mercy, Father, your mercy. Father, your mercy. Lift up your hands up. Hallelujah, Jesus reigns. Hallelujah. Oh God. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I say hallelujah, my God reigns. What do you say, oh God? Thank you, God. We say hallelujah, Jesus reigns. What do you say, oh Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, something is happening right now. Something is going on right now. Divine intervention, divine intervention, Lord. Intervene in that way. Not for the sake of this Nakara. Lord, that pain. Rest in that pain. Rest all round. All round rest. I hear all round rest. All round rest. Rest, Lord. Rest, Lord. Rest, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes. Wonderful. Thank you, Father. Some people had encounters. Oh, let you share an encounter that they had. Oh, let you share an encounter that they had. What happened? 
Lot of encounter. I would like to share. Someone receiving peace. Strange peace. Strange peace in your heart right now. Because the Lord has intervened. Strange peace. Strange peace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Whatever the Lord has started, it will be perfected in the name of Jesus. Perfected in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Praise God. Were you blessed? Were you challenged? Were you blessed? I know some good experience deliverance from a heavy heart. The Lord has intervened. Some challenges you were going through. Sponsored by the enemy causing pain. The Lord has intervened already. God has intervened already. Thank you, Father. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord. Just open your mouth and appreciate God. Just appreciate God. Say, Father, thank you. Just say, Father, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for a new beginning. Thank you for a new chapter. Thank you, Lord, for a new beginning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Father, may they be a light of my and a light unto my path. Thank you, mighty one. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. Okay. For those who are following on Facebook, I have shared the uh, prayer points we're supposed to pray today. We have gone beyond time. So check on Facebook and you will see the prayer point that uh, you have to pray for today. Uh, if you're on the WhatsApp group, I will share the prayer points in the WhatsApp group uh, so that you can pray throughout the week as you, you know, you need to com complete this in the place of prayer in Jesus' name. God bless you. Have a great week. Your week is blessed in the name of Jesus. You are favored throughout the week. You walk in the light of God in the name of Jesus. You are blessed if you are going out and you are coming in in the name of Jesus. You are protected. The Lord will sustain you. The hand of God will go ahead of you in Jesus' name. And you will testify of the goodness of God and the favor of God and the mercies of God in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. See you on Thursday for our Kingdom Masterclass.